minute. Nice. Are you ready to go? Uh, I presume so. I mean, having watched my other episodes, <coughs> you know that we kind of start without starting. <laughs> It's not a common name. I've met two, two. I know of. But it's always been, I've always been followed by them, though, weirdly. Okay. Like, there was one other one that I knew at secondary school. When I left secondary school, yeah. obviously, went to college, there's one guy in my class who had it, no one else. He then got kicked off the course, but in my second and third year of college, because there for three years, yeah. there was someone else who was doing fashion that had my name. Okay. It's, there's no one at uni yet that I know of, but it's always, there's always been, like, one of the... Weird. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, it's it's um, an American name. Yep. Because um, yeah, I mean, the, the my it's Corey from Corey Taylor. That's how I know. Yep. The name Corey. There's that one. There's the one I used to get in primary school, which is Corey in a House, which is an old like. It's uh, like a kids' TV thing. Okay. Where there's a kid who is the son of the president of the United States, and then that's literally it. <laughs> I, love it. I love a good he sitcom. Has, he has like <laughs> uh, he plays DDR with. Okay. Some other guy in a plane right. to make sure his dad stays president or some. It's some weird, like, kind of like that's so Raven or yeah. that sort of like high school thing. Yeah. The only other, I know, I think that's about it actually, with people yeah. with my name. There's not many of us. Right. Mine, but my spelling, if I'm not mistaken, or how my parents found it, is Irish. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, literally, they had an yeah. Irish dictionary and my name was in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how they came across my name. Well, you don't mean many Grahams, to be fair. No, um, I think you're probably the first Graham that I've met. Yeah, or if you do, they're spelled differently. It's, it's like you have the AEM spelling and that. Either way, welcome to Yelling at Concrete Podcast, Corey. Yeah, might be fair. Mine can be spelled like like eight ways. Because yeah. you get C-O-R-E-Y, which is mine. Yeah. C-O-R-R-I-E. C-O-R-R-Y. But then it's like, or the K-O-R-E-Y. K O R Y, and it's, it's like there's so yeah, many different ways. A K or a Kari. Like, yep. Yeah. Uh, there's one famous person that's got it. She's a guitarist in a band called Skillet. Okay. And that's spelled with a K. That's the only other p- person that I've known. I always get concerned about uh, the legacy because it's an unusual name. Mm. It's like, hmm, if I if I got big and then I <laughs> fucked up, I'd be that Graham who fucked up. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm fine. I'm I'm alright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I'm not going to get bigger than the Slipknot singer, so I'm fine. You never know. <laughs> well, it depends. You know, what are your future aspirations? So, a bit of context <laughs> for people listening. Uh, you found me via Instagram. Yes. Slash Nathan, who has been previously on the podcast. Nathan shared, I believe, the second time he was on here. Okay. And he shared a picture of him sitting at this table and was yeah. like, I've just been on a podcast. And and I thought, you know Nathan through college. college. Yeah, he taught me for a year and a bit. All right, okay. Because you, you're so you're how old are you? Nineteen. You're nineteen. You may be the youngest guest I've had. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. I'm the oldest person I know, which is not much. Cause everyone says <laughs> like one year younger, but still, oh. uh, still no, the oldest. I mean, I had a, there was another Nathan I have who, yeah. who um, he's been on a couple of times because I, I work with him, um, mm. and he he's twenty. Like, so you might have been 19 at the time. So, no, that's, that's fairly... So, you're just in uni? Yep. Yeah. First year. First year uni. 20 in June. Studying? Film theory. Not film theory. Film production. Film production. We're doing film theory currently. <laughs> it's going well, this course. Yep. You, you know the name. <laughs> we're doing film theory currently. And it's like, that's the main thing we're doing. Yeah. 
You enjoying it, at least? Yeah. Yeah. It's good fun. To be fair, actually, it would help if I stirred in the sugar. I mean, you can do that. Yeah. Uh, it's what I what I hoped it would be. Yeah, in a way, if that makes sense. So do you, you do? I'm guessing media at college. Or, yeah, yeah. I did media studies in secondary school mm-hmm. because I don't know. It's one of the weird things how I got into film. It's mm-hmm. like I took the longest path to kind of get here because right. like everyone else I know is like, oh my, I my parents were into film or I watched films when I was younger and wanted to make them or yeah. They like got bought a camcorder and they did it or whatever. Um, I've always been creative. Mm-hmm. My family is like every single person is somewhat creative. My one of my uncles is in band. My other one uh, used to play instruments and I think performed some stuff. Mm-hmm. My brother was in a band. My mum can play instruments. He also makes stuff. My dad does. As far as I know, he's the one that kind of like just doesn't really do anything like that. He's just kind of worked for most of his life and that right. sort of thing. Yeah. But it's like everyone's done something. So I was brought up, I played drums in primary school. Uh, made, like, I enjoyed, like, making stuff, whatever it was and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I got, bought a camcorder when I was about six. But okay. I still have, but I lost, it's some, like, internal memory, 720p, like handheld flippy out screen thing. Best kind. Yep. yep. <laughs> My nan bought me. <laughs> and I, I've lost the charger, so I can't power it up. But yeah. I got a camcorder for college, which has like a cable, so you don't have to take the SD card out so you can transfer files. Yeah. That fits into the camcorder. Nice. My old one. And it's got like one video file on it, which is like my uncle and his son, like from years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I bought that because I used to be into photography. So whenever on holiday or anything, I would always be the one with the camera and taking pictures or whatever. Yep. And then went to secondary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, did all the stuff, maths, English, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't the biggest fan of most of it because, like most schools, nothing was creative except for art, which is like I don't know if it was the same for other people. We did like no art. Yeah. We learned about it, yeah. and I was like, you can make this clay thing. And that's it. I was like, great, yeah. cool. Um, and then we had catering, which isn't, it's kind of creative. Kind of creative. Yeah, a know. little bit. Yeah. We had uh, woodwork, mm-hmm. we had sewing and graphics. Yeah. And like, you have like for, you do it like 25% of a year with each one. Yeah. So you've done the whole thing. And then that was it. That's all we had. Yeah. And I got to year nine, it's like, you've got to take your options now. I was like, right, well... Thankfully, it used to be a language school, but it changed. Like, the year I had 10 options, it changed. So you didn't have to do a language. What school did you go to? Sir William Robertson okay. in Wellborn. Because I, I went to a language school. <laughs> yeah. Because um, uh, Fred Goff in Scunthorpe is a language college. Mm. Um, so I had the very similar kind of track of you get an hour a week to do art, and that's about yeah. it. And then when I got to year nine for my options, I tried to abandon <laughs> academic subjects. Yeah. And essentially was told I wasn't allowed. Yeah. Um, because I was doing too well in other subjects. And they were like, oh no, because well, we know you can get an A in this subject. So yeah. I'm not letting you drop that subject. I'm like, well, I just want to go do DT and <laughs> work with my hands. Yeah. yeah. But um, so I didn't have to take German. That's right. what I was doing at the time. So I would have took that if I had to. Because I had three years of German and that was it. Right. Um, I remember none of it. Except for one to ten, kind of, and aeroplane in German. I've tried learning German so many times. 
Uh, I know one to ten, just because it kind of stuck in my head. And there's yeah. a Ramstein song, yeah, that's a German band, <laughs> and that has a start of it. Um, I know way more German just by reciting it. I have no yep. idea what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and then I know Airplane, which is I believe Flugzeug, because okay. it's a dumb word, and I right. thought it was funny, yeah. so it just yeah. kind of stuck in my head. So I was like, okay, right, options. It was like, oh, do you want to take triple science? Right. You had like, it was like a piece of paper mm-hmm. that had four boxes, and it's like, right, you have to tick one of the subjects in each box. Yeah. And like, I think it was like, you can pick two in the same box, but you have to speak to a teacher so they can timetable it around you or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, right, do I want to take history or geography history? Just because I, I was really bad at geography. Oh, I don't know what anything is. Yeah. Um, and it was like, oh, okay, I'll do, I'll do catering. Literally, I did catering. Uh, then I picked graphics. And then it was like, right, I got one more box to take. And I was like, right, what do I want to do? And there's nothing in that box I wanted. It was like drama... Oh, I forgot, we had drama and music as well. I uh, really count. Yeah. <laughs> it was like drama, music, or performing arts, which yeah. is like a bit both. Yeah. And it was like media studies. And I was like, well, media's like music, but you don't make music. I'll pick media studies because I didn't want to make anything. Yeah. And then I did it. And I was like, here's a frame from Sherlock. Tell me why all this stuff is in this frame. Yeah. And I was like, okay, right. Do you make anything now? I was like, okay, right. Cool. You look at things and you see yep. why they are the way they are, and then you yeah you sit back and go, "That's right, I know why." Yep. That's that. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, well, you've done that for two years. Yep. You made a magazine double page spread. Yep. Thumbs up. That's your that's your coursework done." Yep. And I was like, "Right, well, now I'm going to go sixth form." Okay. Uh, didn't get into sixth form, so I was like, "Okay, well, now what?" And there's a guy from Lincoln College who was he was like, "Oh, you come to a, a late enrollers day and you'll get on a course." And I was like, okay. "I can I'll do that." And I went in, going, because I was going to do sixth form, I was going to do media. But I was, like, the only subjects I enjoyed out of all of them. Didn't like English. I didn't mind English. But, like, didn't like any of that like, maths or anything else. So I went, and I was like, okay, right, I need to pick a course. And I was like, oh, photography or media or computer science, weirdly. Because mm-hmm. I just, I, I, we did a, a um, like, you had to prove that you could use Word, PowerPoint, and Excel yeah, and it was like a it's like a basics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I had to do that. And I thought I could do that. I could do computer science. I'm glad I didn't take computer science. <laughs> I have to say, that. say, like I look at computer science, and my brain just goes, "Nah, yep. that's not happening." Right? <laughs> um, and like, so the guy came up to me and I was like, "Right, what do you want to do?" And my brain just went media. Yeah. So I did media production for three years. Yeah. I did level two, so GCSE equivalent for a year, and then level three for two years, which is why I'm one year older than everyone. Because that's pretty much a year back. Yeah, yeah. Um, really enjoyed it. Thought it was great. I was like, oh, you get to make a... What was it? In the first year, you made like an ident and you made... Um, UFMP was whatever you wanted. So okay. you make whatever you want. Here's a camera. Make whatever. And what I was did, like... What did you make? Well, I was like, okay, we haven't made a film yet. Okay. I kind of want to make a film or something. I was like, right. What do I want to do? Some people doing like an episode of a TV show. Two of my friends did like... Same TV show. One did episode one. One did episode two. Okay, that's kind of cool. And I was like, okay, what what do I want to do? I was like, I'm not going to get anyone to help me act. Oh, I'm going to be in it myself. I, I got my brother, but he wore a mask. Okay. Um, which, funny enough, I see Nathan was marking it, and he thought it was me, so he gave me extra marks until I later told him it wasn't. <laughs> it was like, oh, I thought it was you. I was like, let's pretend it is. Because we're the same height and stuff. It's great. <laughs> so I was like, okay, what do I want to do? I was going to make a TV or film. And then my, I was like, I was really into comedy at that point. Yeah. Because I still wasn't massively into film. Okay, yeah. Um, if it was, it was like surface level, like Lord of the Rings, like proper nerd stuff and that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. 
So I was like, what do I want to make? I was really into comedy, so I was like, right. My favourite comedian, can I say comedian, comedic actor mm-hmm. for years is Rowan Atkinson. Okay. For his Mr. Bean stuff and his John English stuff. So I was like, okay. It's a bit of slapstick there, but I was like, oh, wow. And then no one else that I've met, except for my family, has heard of this because it's an old thing that hasn't been around for years. But there's also another TV show which is called Bottom, which has got Rick Mail in it, yeah. which I think is fantastic. So I was like, what if I do a mixture of that and Mr. Bean? And it became this, like, random thing where I was supposed to be older. I wasn't. Yeah. But I was supposed to, like, look older. And basically I was... Um, I made it's called cup of tea randomly. It's the only thing I think of. He makes a cup of tea and then he goes to the, he goes outside. Someone comes through his front door, nicks his painting on the wall, leaves. He then gets locked in the bathroom, turns around, walks into a door, knocks himself out, and that's it. Okay, literally the whole thing. It's straight to the point. Yep, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> and I was like, I made it, and I thought oh, this is quite fun to make. Like, the amount of times I had to walk into my bathroom door, yeah. so I was like, it doesn't look right. I mean, I quite like that because it avoids. <laughs> I mean, I. It, in my head, I'm, I'm essentially always looking for tropes, especially when yeah. it comes to like university and college work. Yeah. And it's like if someone comes to me and says, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm making, I'm making this thing. It's about this guy who's like really struggling," and I'm like, "Okay." In my head, I'm already pictured the scene. I've already, I already know what you've made. So to make something kind of comedy and slapstick, that's quite cool. That's, that's a nice little diversion. That, so that's the first thing I, I properly did. I was like, "Okay, yeah. right, cool." Then I'm like, "Okay, you've passed. You've got a merit. You can go on to level three. And yeah. I was like, "Great." Um, and then it was like, "Okay, level three. The main reason why I'm glad I took level two mm. was because when I got to level three, everyone had jumped from school or uh, wherever to straight to level three. Right, yeah. Um, and like me, I did like no media because it wasn't an option. Yeah, yeah. And then they were like, okay, first thing you're going to make is a silent film. No music, nothing. Like proper, no audio. Mm-hmm. And if you added music, they'll literally just mute the video so there's nothing. And like, you make it on whatever you wanted. And this is kind of, again, where I was like, okay, you had like, but they didn't tell you about it either. It was unplanned, literally. Here's a camera. Yep. There's you and a group of three. Go make something. Go make something, yeah. yeah. Um, but I did that twice. But it once where it was unmarked, and once where it was. The unmarked one was even worse. Um, we had to make a 30-second commercial where they literally gave us, like, so one group got a pen. We got a pen. Yeah. One group got a glue stick. I was like, right, in this, like, four-hour time slot that you have, you have two hours to film and edit a thing Go do it. Go do it, yeah. I'm like, okay, how do we advertise a pen? And this is like three 16 to 17-year-olds yeah. who have been given a pen. And then one of us go. I think uh, me and my friend, there's two males and, uh, two males and a female. Yeah. Me and my friend both at the same time kind of had a thought. It was a big pen, and we both were like, that sounds like dick. That's how we're selling this. <laughs> that was it. And then straight away, the female... <laughs> teenage was just like... Yep. Sounds like dick. We could do. We can use that. <laughs> the female event straight away was like, "I'm being on camera, so I'm not in it." So me and him had to act. I was like, "Great." Yeah. Um, bearing in mind, we had to show this in front of a whole class. Yes. Um, you have to own your mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was two classes. We got split. It was like if you pass master English, you're in this one. If you yeah. have if you uh, haven't passed it, you're in that one. So we we're like, okay, well, what do we do? It's a bizarre. I don't know how we came to it. I'm sat in a room just like got computers and I'm fiddling with a pen but the camera can't see it so it's like under a table in terms of the advert I'm supposed to be struggling to put a pen lid on but it doesn't make sense because it's not that hard okay but in the context of the advert my other friend looks for the window and it looks like I'm doing something else 
Yep. Um, to the point where he sits down next to me, looks down at the pen, which is still down here, and goes, oh, that's quite nice, or it's that. Um, and then he goes, can I touch it, to the end point where I lift my pen up and say no. Mm-hmm. And then he walks off saying, I've got a small bick, and then that's it, the advert's finished. Right. Um, which then got <laughs> named the band advert, which is a great first impression for all the students that will be teaching us. Yep. Um, <laughs> I still have it. I, yep. I think I'm the only one in the group that kept a copy of it. I'm like, I've still got it. I, Still there. <laughs> I mean, most of the like, Wireshark College came on like DV tapes. So I, every so often I'll come across a tape and I'm like, I have no idea what's on this. And I, I can't throw it away. I don't, can't bring myself to throw it away. Even though I know I don't want it and I, yeah. I really don't want to watch it. But I'm just like, I can't bring myself to it. You'll gave, do that for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. They gave us, um, it was like, you pay £100 for two years and it's like a studio fee. So you can okay, use yeah. our equipment or whatever. Yeah. They gave us a, a terabyte external hard drive so you can pull the work on. Nice. So I'm still using the same one that has all my college stuff on it, except yeah. for level two. Um, so like we made that. We had to make a This Is Me video. How to do it in both level two and the first year level three, which is like make a five-minute film that's about you. Okay. So you speak about yourself or you show yourself. My first one was okay. I was just like, here's me looking through all pictures and then here's me doing some martial arts. That's what I used to do. My second one was here's me running around with a sonic screwdriver that I bought okay. that cost like 80 quid yep. but it works in t- it's like a universal remote so you can, you can okay, flick right, it and right. it changes the t- I think it's great yep. this is weird <laughs> and then the second half of me doing circus stuff with a generic circus music in the background which then became a massive joke because it's completely dumb Okay. I think like my first year of college yeah. was strong. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. My second year, it was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And my third year, I kind of picked it back up again. And it's just this weird middle bit. It like, doesn't like, make middle, sense. Midlife crisis yeah. in college. <laughs> and so we had to make a silent film. Yep. Uh, so I went with the obvious thing, like you mentioned, which was mental health, because everyone does. Yep. Everyone makes a mental health thing. It's just what happens. If, if you have a year group and yep. someone doesn't make a video about suicide <laughs> or self-harm, or struggling with something, yep. <laughs> or a breakup, it is not a year at college. <laughs> yeah, the amount of people that made it, it was weird. You'd be surprised how many people take that into uni as well. Uh, like, thank- just cre- redo To be that. fair, yeah, with uni, thankfully, uh, I think I've got, like, the groups, projects that I've been in, because yeah. like college, we couldn't pick. I've been lucky. But my thing in college was like, right, here's someone, because you couldn't show text either. Yeah. So you couldn't, like, show a text message on the phone that's saying, you suck, yeah. or whatever. So I was like, right, okay. So I, I did this weird thing where it was a girl who's really happy, and then she's like, oh, well, hey. And then she sees someone, like, across the street, and then they, they text her something, and she runs off. And it's supposed to be this, like, really empowering thing where she gets near a ledge, which if you go to your Britain, you know how it kind of, like, yep. gets a bit taller. Yep. She's stood on the end of that. Okay. And then, like, but you can't sit the ground. And then it's supposed to be like, oh, what's she going to do? And then she throws her phone and then walks away. Right. And that's it. Done. Okay. Film finished. You filmed like, in black and white? Nope. Oh. Okay. <laughs> tempted. <laughs> I'm just picturing her like, this is probably in black and white. <laughs> I was tempted to. And then one of my shooters was like, I like that shot. It's got good colours. I'm like, I'm keeping that. <laughs> Do it in colour. <laughs> Don't cover. I mean, my, I, I filmed this in black and white. Um, again, to save production value. I was going to ask that, actually. I don't know if you filmed it in black and white or you went in editing afterwards and changed it. Well, I, I do I do a bit of both. So it's like, I do in black and white, it has a couple of reasons. Yeah. One is it saves me time because I yeah. don't have to colour balance anything, uh, but I'm also colourblind. <laughs> so it's like, it takes me even longer to colour balance anything. So I always just like, no, turn on grayscale. Done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Done, walk away. Don't have to think about any of that. Yeah. But yeah, college was... Good. And then other than that, I was like, make a documentary, which yeah. we um, 
is his second year. It's his first project. So nothing really happened in the first year. It was like, make an advert. And I was like, okay, I'll do a clothing brand that does like alternative and nerd stuff. Cool. Um, our FMP was to make a music video and you had to find a band. You couldn't cover an actual song. You had to literally go out and find someone. Okay. Um, I was lucky because my uncle was like, oh, do you want to make a video for us? Like before that, I was like, okay, I need to do it now. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a problem, however. They were like, we don't want to be in it. And we're a psychedelic rock band. And I was like, right, <laughs> so this is going to be animation-based, right, okay. So I had to, like, in, like... she just increased my project time by, yeah. like, 20 years. In, in the space of, like, two months, I had to teach myself After Effects, and I was just sitting there going, what is this? I made the mistake of, uh, my, one of my final projects in college was making uh, Flash animation, because mm. I was like, I'm going to do animation. I, you know, I got into film because of stop motion. Yeah. And then I was like, cool, I have to learn how to Flash animate. Yeah. So it's a stick animation. It's awful. <laughs> we we did stop motion level two, like yeah. a thirty second, make some plasticine thing as well. But yeah. I was like, I, don't I was going to do a bit of stop motion for the video, but I was like, yeah, I've got, not got time. Yeah. I managed, but I managed to do something uh, for the video that kind of worked. If I still use it, mm-hmm. um, basically, I just went on YouTube, typed in psychedelic After Effects, and then yeah. like remade the stuff that people have made in tutorials and then like I reused the same animations but like went into like colour mode and turned up the saturation or changed the colours or whatever yeah. um, and then the second year I was like make a documentary and I was like okay my friend wanted to do about Pride because Pride was coming up it was like a month away so okay. filming so wise timed, yeah. perfect but uh, I was like what do I want to do about, just about Pride and then my tutor which um, is a guy called Stuart was like right you could do it about preachers who don't like, uh, like the LGBT community or who people assume don't like it. And I was like, yeah. oh, we could do that. So we tracked down a guy who goes to Lincoln and holds down a sign. He works for a company that, like, they're, I think they're evangelicists or something, what they preach. And we gave him a phone call. We interviewed him. We interviewed people at Pride. And that was quite fun. Yeah. That was also the first project because I got bought a camera for Christmas. And that's the first thing I filmed, like, with the camera I bought. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, then the FMP for that came along, and again, it's like, do whatever you want. Yeah. I was like, sweet, right, I had this idea for a film, but I then decided not to do, so it's too complicated, so I had another idea for a film, I was like, cool. But then back for like halfway through, just crashed. Because <laughs> I was like, it was supposed to be, and I want to remake it at some point, it's about lucid dreaming, okay. or whatever. Because like, I'm really into like psychological stuff, and uh, what's the word? Like spiritual things and like oh, lucid yeah. dreaming is a thing that kind of pops up a lot. So I was like, so I was like, I can do a film about that. So I can film it real stuff mm-hmm. because it's a real person. Yeah. And then if I want to get more fantasy, I can just have them dreaming about something, and it can be anything. Yeah. Because that's the thing about lucid dreaming, it can just be anything. So I was like, okay. The problem then came, my actor dropped out. Of course. So I'd like find someone like a week, like just before I was going to start filming. Yeah. Managed to get a friend to do it. And it was, like, all shot, like, it was shot okay, but it was, like, all from behind, or from the side, like, no frontal stuff. The mm. first half, which was, like, real life, was fine. The second half wasn't, because that relied on more on uh, camera tricks. Like, yep. there's a part where she walks past a tree, then it goes to the next shot where she walks past another tree, but they're kind of, like, when the tree comes past the camera, it cuts to the second trees, and it kind of, like, flows. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't think about more or less the character stuff. Okay. Um, bearing in mind again this gets shown at the end of your show where yeah. like, everyone's parents come and sit down and yeah, you watch yeah. it on a big screen and it's like okay right 
So we get near submission time. I'm also the host of this. Me and my friend are the directors and we're also now hosting it. Um, I literally cut the second half and went, I'm just going to film some random, like, surreal stuff. Like, here's my hand in the blackness with a red light behind it going like that. And here's a shadow moving that way. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to put that in the second half instead of the other stuff. And I thought, that's it. Yeah. Done. Um, just that. No. Nope. <laughs> abstract then. Yep. I was just like, just do I don't know how to end my film. What can I do? I've got lights. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's it. Not touching that anymore. That's done. Um, and I was like, okay. That's that's done. College is over. I got a merit. I was like, cool. Yeah. I can get one to uni. Um, got to uni. And it's like, again, the first thing we do is, right, here's a group of people. It's not all film students. It's yeah. like, there's the Lincoln School of Film and Media, yeah. which is like media, TV, photography, uh, anything like I, pretty much. And we're like, go make a film about yeah. respect. You have two hours. Yeah. Uh, we immediately made that a massive joke. There was a guy sitting on a bench. I played a nice guy sat on a bench. This other guy played like a dick sat on a bench who had like his feet up and was pushing the other guy. Um, and just sat there with a sandwich basically the whole time. And then that's it. We both walk off and that's the whole film. None of us went to go watch it. They played it <laughs> later on. None of us went. Three of them went to get ready to go to a night out that day. I just went home. <laughs> just like, nope. <laughs> you got to go see you about things. <laughs> I was tempted, but I was like, nah, I'll just go home. Nah. I was like, it doesn't count. It's not towards a grade. It's just a nice introduction. And then the first actual thing we made was yeah. another documentary. So I was like, great. I know what I'm doing here. Sorted. Um, yeah. It actually ended up being at the horse riding club. Okay. Like two minutes away. Yeah. So I was, um, we, I was on sound. You don't get to pick what you do. Yeah. It's this thing about uni. Because um, it's like, you're good and do everything. And then yeah. when you get to second year, you can pick like sound, director, editor, screenwriter. like a broad spectrum. Yeah. yeah. So you can actually get So like, it. you're on sound. I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just hold a boom pole, whatever, cool. Uh, did the horse documentary. Went really well. Really enjoyed it. Except for the fact that we wanted to go film in the commons near here. It was raining like hell. So it's all just like sludgy and it's yeah, not fun. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, great, <laughs> cool. Thankfully, I have boots. I was fine. Yeah. One of them were all like trainers and all of his socks got wet. And it's like, literally, you're going on grass. This is the beauty of filming. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going on grass. It's been raining. It's raining now. Yeah. Come on. Non-controlled environment. Yeah. You're going to hit all the problems. <laughs> And like, and then we like, we went back the next day because there was dirt on the lens. So I had to reshoot some shots. A horse then licked the camera lens, which we then used in the film. But like, they were told don't break the equipment, and then the horse licked the lens, and we were like, we didn't break it. We just yeah. washed it in a way like, you wouldn't appreciate. Yeah, it was like, should we tell them about that? And I will use it for the film. We'll just let them find out. Yeah. It was like we can't not use it. Yeah. So I mean, we're going to, going to like, your like uni year, then. yeah, in, and like looking at your upcoming years. Mm. Are you in that mindset, which I think I've, I've spoken about it before, like yeah. a couple of other people, of like, I want to be director? No. Okay, that's good. Um, kind of. I don't. When I was in college, yeah. I was set in my mind, I'm going to be a cinematographer. Right. I want to be behind camera. Yeah. And then I did the After Effects thing in the second year, um, on my first year level three, with music video. I was like, actually, I kind of like editing and okay. making stuff. Then I got to uni... Throughout most of it, I've always been like, I don't want to be a director. Because I've always kind of been like, I don't know if I would work well in that role. Okay, because yeah. if I had to tell someone, like, do this or yeah. redo something, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. Because in my head, I'd be like, oh, I'd have been working for like hours and blah, blah, which is whatever. Yeah. Um, it's that level of people management. Which, yeah. yeah. Hey, but 
I know that, like, if I was a screenwriter, which is now something in uni that I'm enjoying now, but I didn't really do much at college, mm. I wouldn't want someone else making my thing. I would want to be involved. Because in my head, I would have a way it'd be done. And if yeah. someone else went, no, we're doing it this way, I'd yeah. be like, no, but I want it this way. I think that's, it's one of those things, where, like, especially in film, you, you really have to kind of get over essentially yeah. because i mean if, if the way you like especially going through college you like you look at you go okay cool so who are the, who are the best directors like, oh, it's tarantino kubrick blah, blah, everyone blah, blah. mentions tarantino and you're like and that's the college mindset and you're like you're like oh they write their own stuff they directed it and tarantino says he can act yeah <laughs> kind of like getting that and then you realize there's such niche cases of that actually happening everyone mentions tarantino especially in college yeah. we watched a film every single week and i was like oh he watched like pulp fiction everyone's like oh it's the best film ever and it's like it's good but like everyone's always like, oh, the best director. I see so many people wearing a Pulp Fiction shirt, yeah. and it's like he's not. He's just the one that everyone knows. Well, it's, it's, it's that kind of thing of like you you get thrown these directors, yeah, and they go, you know, here's these things to study yeah. as material, and then people grasp onto the idea like Tarantino, and they go, oh, it's the best. And it's like he's not the best. He was breaking at the time, yeah, and what he was doing was different, and that's why it was best at the time. Yeah, the same with like Citizen Kane and everything like that. They were great at the time, yeah. And they deserve recognition, which is why you watch them. Yeah, but it doesn't make them the best films. Yeah, the world. <laughs> it's like he's not. He can't be everyone's favorite. No. He's not going to be everyone's favorite. I because like whenever I got asked, oh, who's your favorite director? Um, I'm always. It used to be if I was younger before yeah. college, immediately I go Peter Jackson because the only one I know was a Master Lord Rings fan. Okay. Yeah. If I was at college, I would say Scorsese because my favorite film from college and still now is Taxi Driver. And you have to get a little bit. You have to get a bit more pretentious as yeah. you go along. Yeah, you can start with mainstream. But you've got to get a little bit more pretentious as you, every year. Yeah, it was like, oh, I like Taxi Driver and Raging Bull's good and um, yep. all this other stuff. And I was like, was, I had to pick now. But when I was, when I saw Seven, okay, yep. and was like, I really like. Is it Fincher's Seven? Because yep. I always yeah, get him, him and Lynch. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's Fincher's. Always it's, in the head. It's, it's, it's a proven pattern. And I, like, I hate to do it. It's like, I don't want to demean anyone's life. Or it's yeah. like, no, I've seen it a hundred times. Everyone does exactly this. Like, you go and you're like, oh, yeah, you know what the best film is? Shawshank Redemption, yeah. Spielberg. He's, he's fantastic. Okay, that was never the best film. <laughs> he's, he's like a huge director. He makes really good films. Like, oh, actually, well, yeah, yeah. Kubrick, Scorsese, they're the real, the real deal. And then down the line, it's like, no, Lynch. Yeah, see, but that's why whenever someone asks me my favourite, I always say my favourite is not this person is the best. Yeah. I'm always careful with that. Yeah. Um, because, but when it's like, I don't know or not, because it's like, it's like someone goes favourite film. I don't have necessarily the best film ever made. I never watched a film and gone, back, that's like perfect, yeah. done. But favourite film, it's like, if I like The Thing, the 80s one, not mm-hmm. a remake, never yeah. one before that. Uh, Kurt Russell doing his thing. Yeah. Taxi Driver, which we watched it, I watched twice at college in the three years I was there and mm-hmm. it was great. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, I always struggle. The top two are like always there. Yeah, I mean, people ask me a favourite film, I always pick five because I'm like, I there's no way, no way I can actually choose a favourite yeah. film. Uh, Suspiria, the yeah. original one. Yeah. But the new one's still quite good. Oh yeah, I watched the new I one. I rewatched it. I watched quite the good. new one without subtitles because it was on pirate. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I am so confused I what was going on right I now. I got Amazon Prime student Right. So I got like a free month or whatever, and I watched it on there, and I yeah. thought, you know what, it's not, it's not as good as the original because I think for me, I like the original because of what it looks like. 
I think it's, the new one is very much held by the original. Yeah. But I think if you are unaware of the original and it's, you yeah. watched it, you'd be like, this is amazing. This is like something I've never even seen before yeah. in cinema. Um, but so I think it did a very good job of just kind of coming in and going, you know what, it's, we're, we're going to do what I, I think do. the best remake of a film that I've seen in a while. Yeah. And then, oh, what else? Because I always have like, I, I always try something in the top five, try and go different areas. So I have like Taxi Driver, which is kind of more of the old school, um, I don't want to say mental health, it's kind of a mental health film, but it's not. It happens to have a character. themes yeah. about mental health. Um, yeah. That's just like my classic one to go to. Yeah. There's Suspiria, which is more, it's almost an arty film or mm-hmm. whatever, that one. There's Seven, which is just like a fun film to watch, even though what it's about isn't fun. No. It's yeah. just like, I can enjoy that, it's quite good. Um, the Thing, just because mm-hmm. it's cool practical I mean, effects wise it's great in terms of like your favorite films then because yeah. that's something i usually ask people when i kind of get to know them is is your favorite film list the same as your most watched film list because it, like i find like my favorite films list is, is fairly eclectic but my most yeah. watched films list sticks to like some very core points and there's a lot of nostalgia in that list and, and all that kind of thing if i had to go current yeah no okay. because out of all the films i've seen seven once right haven't rewatched it yet taxi driver Three times, the thing once, Suspiria once, and that's it. Um, but if that's good, if you're going most watched of like all time, yeah, then that goes to like Disney, um, old school, uh, Sword and Stone, or my favorite, which no one agrees with, which is Robin Hood. But Disney Robin Hood is the best <laughs> Disney film. I will not like that. I mean, my different on that, but my favorite Disney film, Sword and Stone. So <laughs> yeah, okay, so fair enough. <laughs> So you've already mentioned it. So yeah, my yeah. favorite Disney is Sword in the Stone. Why would I you? like that? Might be nostalgic because it had both of them on VHS. Yeah, because I was a kid that was brought up on VHS. Yeah. I had like a TV with built-in VHS. I, mean, I still have a VHS player. Yeah, I'm, I'm a filthy hipster. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, what have we got? I've got Sword in the Stone, which I like because yeah. it's dumb. Yeah, it's like here's a guy who gets turned into a squirrel and a fish and sings a song when things go in his suitcase. It's so good as well. Though. You can't, you can't I only remember one, which is the one that when he's making things smaller yep. into his little bag, it's I always get confused with the same song that's in is it Cinderella? It's the prairie who seems like oh, Bipsy Bopsy Boop or whatever. Yeah, and I always get confused. Like yeah. <laughs> and then Robin Hood, because like it's a fox and a bear, and that's also really catchy because it's got a chicken that plays a guitar. Yeah. And I was like, great. It's one of those tunes which you're yep. still whistling in a public place. Yep. You will hear someone else whistling it about 20 minutes later. It's, uh, it's the same as uh, we found that you could do that with The Lion Sleeps Tonight. If you walk into a public place and you just start like humming it, you'd be like, and got that. I, I, had a, I had a toy where you press its paw and it was a lion and a mouth, I think a mouse. Yeah. And they were both singing. Like one, I think the mouse, well, no, the lion singing the high-pitched parts and I yeah. think the mouse was singing the rest of it. And it was like, that was the thing. Yeah. Um, what else is most watched? A lot of it's comedies. A lot okay. of it's like like Johnny English, because it's again childhood. But one that no one else knows of, except for like my brother, my friend, and another friend at uni. But it's one of my favourite. That I tried to convince everyone to watch, not because of its uh, like it's not the technically like technical wise, like camera wise, the best yeah. film, or whatever. But just because it's a great film is. Both of the Wayne's World films, specifically the second one. Okay. I prefer the second one. <laughs> that is a controversial opinion. My brother also <laughs> prefers... Yeah, but it's like, the most things I know are in the second one. Okay, like, the right, second yeah. one is the, it's Wayne Stark, and all yeah, the first yeah. ones is him trying to get a girlfriend, and that's yeah. it. 
Which is still funny. Trying to run a radio station and get a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so but like the second one, he's trying to set up a whole like festival, like a whole thing, and then he fights her dad in like a weird knockoff yeah. Chinese fight yeah. scene. It's great. <laughs> the level of like slapstick in the second one increases like heavily. Yeah, it's and fantastic. That's the thing. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's oh, I love ones. It's great. Yeah. It's one of the only things we got asked in college. We had to like a little piece of paper. It's like, oh, favorite film, favorite film quote, and like. I feel sorry for the person that asked me that because in my head I was like I can't think of any film quotes because back then I literally only knew Lord of the Rings Wayne's World Disney I was yeah. like what we got from Lord of the Rings and I was like, you shall not pass I'm not saying that uh, I was like what else you got you got my precious I'm not saying that I just went twing done that's all I'm doing done and she's like what's that I went done <laughs> no point in me explaining it <laughs> are, you, are you I mean within your family are you the youngest within your family yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I find that's very handy for like, especially when you've got like a lot of pop culture stuff. Like I, I learn a lot of my stuff from my brother, who's older than me. So even though I was like, I grew up through the nineties, yeah. and I knew a lot of like early eighties stuff because yeah. he introduced me to a lot of that. So, my yeah. brother was main one, uh, music-wise, yeah, especially because when I started off when I was younger, it was like uh, the first CD I ever remember getting was. Michael Jackson, which was, I think it's a best of compilation. I think it's like the best of Michael Jackson or something. Because I saw an advert on the TV. Is it one with like the statue of him on the front of it? No, it's just his face. It's like a, a, I don't think it's black and white, but it's just a picture or like a close up of his face, and that's it. Um, And then it was like, okay, cool. And then I got to like secondary school, Mm -hmm. and I was one of the kids, like my friend group, that went for a massive emo face and was like, uh, my brother had the first Slipknot album again going back to Corey Taylor which is like all them wearing masks massive red thing wearing like the border suits and every single time because we had like a CD rack um, I would look for CDs I'd always pull it out and go that looks scary put it back because the most heaviest I got when I was younger was Green Day because okay. mum had the 21st Century Breakdown album with nice. like a, a lyric book so I'd yeah. play that and sing along to it or whatever yeah. And then one day I was like, oh, I'll, I'll listen to it. The problem with that album is, which wasn't a problem for me, it starts off with like a whole minute of just words. Yep. And then the second song kicks in, which is still to this day the heaviest Slipknot song I have ever heard. <laughs> it was the starts off, written, I, I feel like a portable CD player. Yeah. I think I'm home alone, so I think I'm playing it out loud. And that starts and like, kicks in. <laughs> straight away I'm like, one, this is really heavy. Yeah. And two, I'm really enjoying this. Luckily, I, I remember. I remember. I remember that CD kind of coming out, and it was it was at the same very start of time. Like my brother, yeah. he. So I, I got into music through uh, Guns and Roses mm. and Bon Jovi, and yeah. like classic rock and all that kind of stuff. And my mum was into that. Yeah. And then my brother came home one day with uh, Marilyn Manson. Nice. Just like, it was just beautiful people. Yeah. Gave me it, and I was like, okay, and listened to this. And I was like, well, this is fucking great. Yeah. And then um, he, gave, like, he gave me Slipknot's Notes album, which to the day is my most favorite album of all time. Uh, see, that's a hard question for me to answer. Yeah. I, I can't get past it. Like, Wait and Bleed is, it doesn't matter what song I've ever heard, every time it kicks in, the nostalgia just kicks in my head. I'm like, yeah. I'm in heaven. Um, and I used to have that on repeat on my, my Walkman on my paper round. <laughs> And it would just like go, and I'd be walking around, but like, I just remember it kicking in. You're like, that first thing, and you're like, I don't know what I'm listening to. Yeah. This first intro, it's like, it's a bit weird, yeah. a bit fucked up. And then it just kicks in, you're like, oh my God, my heart rate just jumps 20 beats, and I don't know what's going on. I, I think <laughs> when I first heard it, I was like, is this playing right? Is, that, is yeah. this a song? I didn't skip it, and then it played, and I thought, right, okay, this is where it's It's like within the first 30 <laughs> seconds as well, though. Like, there's no lyrics. No, it's not. He just shouts at you. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, 
that, that, that's the effect yeah. music should have on you. And then, like, after that, I was like, okay. Because my, my dad was classic rock. Yeah. He was Meatloaf, Journey, massive Meatloaf fan, Bon Jovi. Um, I always laugh when I say I'm into Meatloaf. I like Meatloaf. Meatloaf's great. Uh, Such a good thing. <laughs> can't think of, like... But, like, he's, like, classic rock. My yeah. mum is a mixture. Because if you go, like, normal, it's just, like... Currently, it's like Mumford and Sons or whatever. Okay. But it's also like it's a bit of Rob Zombie that would just pop in every now and then, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. My brother was like like Guns N' Roses, uh, Motley Crue, like a bit of glam, but also a bit of like metal, yeah, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. And then, so I found Stutnot, and I went to school and told my friend, and he was like, oh, because this is kind of like everyone has like the, the emo bands. So, like, my brother's was like Mike Avery, Mike's and Fallout Boy, and Green Day, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I spoke to my friend and he was like, oh, I should listen to like Avenged Sevenfold and Black Rob Rise and all them stuff, stuff, yeah. which are really new upcoming stuff. So I got listened to them, which aren't as heavy as no, Slipknot yeah, were. Yeah. And then it kind of just got weird because I had Guitar Hero, which also had bands on it, but I didn't realise were like Bridge from Valentine, yeah. which are massive, what are probably are one of my favourites for nostalgia reasons. Because I think throughout most of my years of music, as it's kind of expanded, they're one of the only bands that have stuck because okay. like my older yeah, yeah. emo stuff like Black Rock Brides I barely listen to now or Ren Sevenfold unless I like want to go back and go oh what's this song yeah like have now? a day yeah. Beginning, yeah but so then it came <coughs> that and then it was like okay well what else is there and then it got to like Metalcore which is what everyone calls Screamo which is what I call it which is basically like it's heavy okay, stuff I see Screamo and Metalcore as very different things but yeah yeah <laughs> it's basically like it's just heavy stuff with a breakdown and it's yep. yeah I'm yep. like okay I like that and then it went to Deathcore which is the same thing but like heavier vocals and then at one point I got into death metal yep. a little bit but like light stuff I say light stuff with death metal I mean, but as light as death metal yeah. yeah and then I started getting into like searching up bands that had weird names and just seeing what they sound like yeah. everyone goes Cannibal Corpse which is the obvious one but they're terrible they are but I was like what, what other death metal bands are Dying Fetus I was like what <laughs> I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna listen to it. But what? what? What you're saying about tropes in student film? Tropes in fucking <laughs> yeah. death metal bands. It's like, ah, oh, okay, so we've got this band. Yeah. We're all really, you know. And it's usually you watch interviews with them, and they are just they're usually quite friendly people. Oh yeah. I love watching them when you get like really northern people in it as well. They're like, oh yeah, we, you know, we're seeing who we fuck we draw on this band. It's like, what are you call? Oh, we're called like nuns vagina rape, mate. Yeah. And why? And it's like, there's just pick four adjectives. <laughs> there's a band. I can't remember if it's a band or if it's a song. I think it's a song, which is just called "Bucket of Afterbirth," yeah. which is a death metal song. Yeah. And I was like, "That's a thing." And then ever, ever since that, like, I've been like, "Okay." I think because my parents like rock and my brother like metal. Yeah. I was then like, if someone went, "Here's a metal band," I'd be like, "Okay, I'll give them a listen." If I didn't have that. Because a lot of the things that I ran into, because because at that point I only listened to like metal and rock. Um, whenever I'd go, here's a song you should check out. Everyone would just like not listen to it because yeah. it's like, oh, it's it's just words you can't hear it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like, especially Rob. To be fair, it was. It took me a while to get actually to know what anyone was saying, which is fair enough. <laughs> we'll never um, admit it as teenagers no you're like no I can hear it in the center he's like no, no, it was words I was there. also at one point when I was a teenager like oh it's so meaningful it wasn't at that point what I was listening to wasn't it's like here's Slipknot and it's like some of the stuff is yeah stuff I listen to. To be, no, no. Um, yeah. and it was like the first albums that I bought because I think after Slipknot I got bought All Hope Is Gone because it had Psychosocial 
Yep. I was like, that's my favourite Slipknot my song at the time. What is now, I've got no idea. But it was. I was like, I like that album. Everyone hates it's also one of the things with your teenager. Everyone goes, that album sucks. Yeah, so and like, everyone, you have to like it. Yeah. Yeah. But like <laughs> even the people in metal are like, that's the worst Slipknot album. It's like the the one before the new one, the Grey Chapter, everyone's that's the worst one. It's like it's so good. It's like um I'm trying to other bands. Most bands will have like the one album which everyone hates. Do you have a film which everyone hates but I like which you like oh god it probably you, is because uh, this is the thing like you usually find there's a film which everyone hates and then you like and you you end up just holding on to it even if you start to hate it because you're like no fuck it I'm trying <laughs> I've got to love this film there probably has been films where I've watched it and I've been like that's really good but I can't remember on it. I've, I've, I've had the opposite I've had films I've not liked that people love yeah which is my go-to. And I don't hate the films. Um, I did cause a few arguments in college because we were going to watch Stand By Me for Film Friday. Okay. Um, and I was like, overrated. <laughs> Which I still think it is. It's a good film. I'm not saying it's bad, yeah. but I'm saying people speak about it too much. much. Yeah, okay. It's like Forrest Gump. Great film, but it's not as good as everyone says it is. I think Forrest Gump, Shawshank, are the two of the films which like, they always end up on top of film lists. Yeah. And you're like, they're really good films. Yeah. But people really love like it's like a lot of people's favorite film of all time. You're yeah. like, no, it's because they're feel good films. They yeah. make you feel great. So that's, that's why you watch that's, them. That was my uh, argument. Was yeah. I don't like films. Or I don't like films as much that if you leave watching it, you feel fine. It's why I like Suspiria because I left like a whole day after watching it. I was like, I don't know what I've watched. I couldn't get my head around it. I mean, there's a clear <laughs> correlation here between like your film interest and your music interests. Yeah. If like when you get involved, it's like, no, I want to come. I want to feel like I've been beating up a little bit when yeah. I'm about a film. Yeah. I, I wanna, you know, it's got to be an experience yeah. which takes me on that ride even if it ends up in a nice place it's, it's why it's like with films or music it, even yeah. like with some metal songs I don't even know what they're saying but it's like I yeah. still like it it's just weird but like with films it's the same thing you, you've got an interest in slapstick then yeah. because it's like I mean that's essentially just the physical manifestation of the, th- the theory yeah. which is in all those films that, I think one of the best films I've seen because yeah. of college was uh, with Nan and I yeah. Which is basically it's a dark humor yeah. with slapstick or Howard and Maud, same thing. Yeah. And it's like I fucking love them films. The dark Howard and Maud, especially, is yeah. as far as dark goes. It's just a kid who keeps trying to kill himself, who doesn't die, and then dates like an eight-year-old who yeah. then dies. Yeah. And it's like it's a bit weird. Going, you should watch this film. What's it about? It's about a kid who like start, tries to do some oh, cuckoo and then <laughs> goes out with an eight-year-old. I am. Um... I essentially I stopped telling people what films are about like years and years ago because I was like recommending things and like yeah. oh that sounds a bit heavy for like an afternoon and you people just don't want to watch them yeah. so what you you end up doing is you just go right you should watch this film <laughs> and then you go and like oh what's about it's like, I'm not going to tell you what it's about I just want you to watch it and give yourself an afternoon to watch it yeah you know put it in a, like a chill afternoon and we'll watch this film you actually enjoy it and you get people will watch so much more of what you suggest I did that with because I knew Taxi Driver was coming up the second time round in my final year of college because yep. they told me uh, I was like oh your favourite films from from Friday I was like great uh, and people knew it was like my favourite so when it was coming up because they don't tell you what you're watching until the week before so you watch like one Friday you watch it and I'll tell you what next Friday is right. um, everyone kept asking me oh, why do you like it why is it good and all I kept saying was oh what's it about it's about a taxi driver because it is. I mean, it's, it's essentially about a taxi driver. And then everyone's like, why'd you like it? It's about a taxi driver. I was like, yeah, it's about a taxi driver. And that was it. Shinless List, it's about a factory owner. Maybe. <laughs> just, just, okay. Can I avoid the subject as much as I can? Yes, yes, I, yeah. can, I can avoid it as much as I need to. <laughs> but to be fair, 
Taxi Driver is just a film about Taxi Driver. It's about a king. Yeah. And I was like, well, why do you like it? It's a good film. It's a good film. I was like, it's short. Yeah. Which it was, thankfully. I it's, it's, I always find it kind of interesting when you, 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 especially when you're learning film, you watch so many films and you, yeah. you, you crit- criticise them. And yeah. you, like, you, like media studies will ruin your interest in films. I can't not like, watch a film yeah. for fun. You, yeah. you, you will just, that will happen. It's something you end up having to like turn off in your head and then at some point you'll be watching something you're really enjoying it and you're like, it's out of focus. <laughs> why is it out of focus? It's like, this is a multi-million pound film. Why is it out of focus? The one which gets me is... Um, Shot reverse shot in conversations. Yeah, when you can see the mouth move. Oh, the dialogue. oh, I, th- I thought you were going to say it when um, it was a shot reverse shot, but they the cameras the wrong way around. Oh no, no, you're supposed to film it on the same I side. Love, yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, but no, so when you have like so like a conversation like this, yeah. and then the camera will be behind me, yeah. my mouth will be moving, but there'll be no dialogue. Ah, uh, fair enough. And it's like yeah, you just cut together takes, and you, like no one else is knowing this, but you kind of learn to get past it and yeah. just. just I <laughs> thing is I do it with everything. There's been like an advert on TV. I was like, there was a an advert for a documentary. No idea what it was, but it was like it was showing like an interview segment. And it was like kind of like this, where they basically sat in chairs opposite each other, and it was like cut into shots of like them speaking and then like close ups. There was one shot behind a fence. Yeah. The fence was out of focus, like a square mesh thing, but you could barely see him. I'm like, why is that a shot? You can't see the interview. The fence is out of focus. Literally, it's pointless. The real, the real pitfall to avoid is, so obviously you're learning this and you're, you're getting critical of everything. Yeah. Is don't like three years down the line, don't go like watch a big blockbuster <laughs> film and be like, no, it was crap. It's like this, this was wrong, this wrong, this was wrong. It's like, no, just enjoy the experience. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like the thing is as well. With most movies nowadays, they're not going to be like, te- like m- technical masterpieces. No, they are, they will be in different ways. Yeah, to what the way you like classic cinema is. Yeah, I think that's like I watch um, a YouTube channel, which is essentially them talking about visual effects and CGI and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and they watch clips from like Lord of the Rings. Mm. And they'll watch clips from like classic eighties films and be like, "Yeah, this is like this is amazing," and they really push the boundary here. And I think they watched one from Interstellar, and yeah. they're like, "This is the, you know, there's huge leaps." And as a cinema goer, I'm just like, I don't see that as a huge loop to me yeah. because this is just it's just minute but to visual effects guys it's like the biggest thing in the world this is like, the thing as well with, with college all yeah. the films we watched were like before 2000s 70s 80s whatever at uni just yeah. like all stuff that came out in the last like 10 years yeah. so it's completely different yeah. like um, it's like you watched like Raging, uh, Raging Bull and it's like the cinematography and that's great then we watched in uni uh, Erin Brockovich and it was like completely different ends of spectrums and it's like, but it's still stuff that you can take away, but it's different. Yeah. Um, like, uh, recently, I went, the last film I saw at the cinema, I went to go watch two films at once, because me and my brother wanted to go watch it. We went to watch a new Star Wars that just come out. Mm-hmm. Um, because we'd seen the other two of the last trilogy or whatever um, when they came out. And then my mum was like, we should go watch Cats, because I watched that on VHS when I drink Um and I kind of wanted to go see it because I saw the trailer and it's all CGI and not weird. I thought this is going to be fun. Yeah. Um, and even that was different because yeah. like Star Wars effects wise, it's great. I had the whole thing during the film where like there's, there's like when the scenes because most films like jump cuts so I like trying to do it they've got really good transitions from scene to scene. In my head I'm like that's great. Yeah. No, I saw my brother I was like do you, do you notice the scenes and I'm like no. I'm like I'm like ah. <laughs> Forgot you're not a... It's the problem thing with it. It's been pointed out to you. You can't unsee it. Yeah. 
it's I hate writing films because a lot of people like when a film comes out or like a film's got a mistake in it and then someone tells you it it's like it's like Braveheart like, it's a car in Braveheart and that's yeah. that's all I see it's just like one car in a corner I love stuff like that, and it's like god damn it that's what's why like I've never especially with films I mean this podcast is probably a great example of like how I make work of I've always embraced the imperfection in mm. everything I do it's like drawing yeah cool. i'm gonna leave all the sketch lines in yeah because those are part of the art which i'm making you know making a film it's like oh the camera shook there i'm probably gonna leave that shot in because that shows there's people behind the camera and it's yeah. gonna, gonna make you understand the process which went into it um but it, like it was one thing that like you especially uni you get a lot of people who get real perfectionist like super perfectionist i and think I, and I never understood it i think in terms of the people that i know from uni there's like so the group for a documentary I had, we were all basically the whole time being like what we made like we was like we had the horse thing like we've not planned this out yeah. was like this is a not a mess but like this is literally we're kind of like jumbling clips up to make it work and stuff yeah. which still works we knew enough what we were doing so we could do it yeah. but we weren't planning it out like every single shot needs to be like this or this or whatever. There's one person, however, that. In, is it kind of like uni and like every chance he gets he's like we had it at college as well there's always one but like any chance they get to prove they know something they will do it yeah and it's like there was one at college who like knew a lot about film and he's like oh I want to be a director and it's like okay you know what you want to do fair enough yeah. and it's like he knew a lot which is good and he's like however it's one of the people like if you disagree with something that he doesn't agree with, he'll have a massive argument with you. Oh, yeah, if you disagree, you're a moron. Yeah. It's like, I'm not a moron, I've just got differing opinions. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, there's one person at uni who, any chance he gets, he's like, yeah. oh, I'll show you my work, and he gets up, he's like chirping, plugs it in, and then like takes half an hour to find it, because yeah. he yeah. had it on his phone or whatever. And then, like, it's, I can kind of see it, because I think it's like when you first learn about stuff, you, you learn and you're like, oh, great, I know all this stuff. Yeah. But it does, it's, I think, oh, no, it's weird. But thankfully, so one thing I didn't want at uni, which was yeah. like, I don't want people. I want people who want to make stuff and are, uh, what's the word? Passionate. If you, yeah, passionate or enthusiastic about making stuff. Like yeah. they, they put time into what you're making, but don't like slack off or like, oh, I can't come in today because yeah. I'm not feeling well or oh, I just can't be bothered. I think that, that like, as much as you go to uni, because yeah. I, I mean, we've I've talked at length about Lincoln Uni mm-hmm. and how ill prepared I think it makes you, <laughs> but <laughs> not to like question your your future oh, yeah. for three years. Um, but it's kind of one of those things like uni teaches you mm. like all these little things, it introduces you to a lot of things, and you, like you say, you you watch films which you never thought of watching, yeah. you'll be shown stuff which you never even knew existed, yeah. and it does a lot to expand your horizon yeah. of everything. But it doesn't prepare you for industry. Yes. And so your different personality types, which you get, like uh, your friends who know everything, and yeah. friends who like super detail orientated, versus the friend who only writes scripts yeah. and doesn't know how to do anything else. It doesn't kind of set you up to go, all right, where do we all fit into the yeah. industry? And that's the problem where then you get a lot of people who you just want to be directors. Yeah. And you go, it's like, not everyone will be a director. And you might not actually enjoy directing. you, you got to look at those things to, to have something where you're like, oh, no, you know, my editing might be my thing. And, directors yeah. are, in terms of film, they're the one thing. But, like, I think I think it's also because you think of film. Yeah. Like, you think of, like, Tax Driver, you go Scorsese. Like, everyone knows the director. And yes. that's it. And I think everyone then goes, okay, this film, because also on credits and we were told this by a uh, screenwriter Um, and he mentioned this and now it's what I look for all the time is on credits it will mostly say 
made by director's name, yeah. not uh, directed by. Yeah. And I think everyone then goes, oh, so they like they ripped the film and they planned out all the shots, and so yeah. that's not how it works. Yeah. Everyone does something different. The director, in terms of actual stuff, yeah. doesn't really most of the time have much to do with the story. They just make sure. Yeah, the director turns up. <laughs> yeah, the, the director turns up to guide actors. Yes, that's essentially the director's role. And the cinematographer yeah. does the camera, or yeah. director of cinematography does that. You've got yeah. director of lighting, which will do the lighting for it. You've got a yeah. screenwriter who actually made the story. I mean, I think that's that's something which you, I think I wish I'd decided earlier on in like my scholastic career mm. is deciding what you actually want to make for the reasons you want to make yeah. it. Like I, I mean, I'll, I'll say I was one who wanted to be a director. You know, I want to be that name yeah. on the, the placard. I wanted that kind of thing, and then, but then down the line, I'm like, hang on, do I want? Do I actually want recognition from the public that I made yeah. this film, or do I want recognition from people who actually are passionate about film? So who watch the credits and go, "There's the editor. That's the one I'm interested." In. <laughs> you see, I think I'm already kind of at that point because yeah. I've always been like, I've always been like, okay, well, why do I not want to be a director? One. Probably not good at it. Two, I want to have more of a hands-on film with the film. But I've also been like, in my head, if a film is good, yeah. in most cases, the director will be like, everyone's like, oh, I love that director. But, on the other hand, if a film is bad, it's the director's fault. Yes. And I didn't want that. I You're thought, very much public eye. I'd be like, oh, I'll be a camera guy, but no yeah. one knows, therefore I don't get any blame. <laughs> unless, you would, unless you're like the director of The Godfather, which like no one knows his name. Nobody cares, though. <laughs> Godfather's, the Godfather's one on my list where I'm like, it's not great. Like, it's just, I, I got bored. I watched it I watched it the first time and thought, this is too long. Was it the second time and thought, okay, now it's now it's good. It's yeah. not in my top five, but I'm like, I can appreciate this now. I wouldn't even put it in top 20. I'd rather watch Goodfellas. Uh, that's a good point. Top, oh, I don't know if I would put it in top 20, actually, as well. This is, it's like one of those things like, it's very aged now. Yeah. And it, is, it is very slow, but yeah, it's that classic like family game. It's like, no, didn't like Godfather. It's overrated. It, it, it is, insists on itself. That's <laughs> another film that is basically yeah. always number one, yeah. like best film of all time. Yeah. Godfather. I mean, it, or it, Godfather Part 2. That's recognition seen. up there, you know, but at the same time, like, yeah, it's not my, not my, nowhere near my top 20. It, no. It doesn't touch it. <laughs> I put my, like, so my, the film which I, I love yeah. and I know I shouldn't love because everyone hates it is Godzilla. The, like, which the one? original right. Broderick. Godzilla. Well, to be fair, any of them, because I think everyone hates all of them. It's, it's the thing, though, I, I, I watch Godzilla and everyone's like, no, the fucking dinosaur changes size halfway through the film. <laughs> it's got Matthew Broderick in it who killed a guy. And yeah, like, Is that the one where the guy in the Godzilla suit like learned to be a judo black belt? Oh, that's no, one of them. No, no. He became a black belt in judo so he could flip people as Godzilla. No, that's not like Godzilla. This, this Godzilla is where you've got a, you've got a CG Godzilla. Oh, um, it's right. Okay, but it's in like you've got Matthew Broderick and there's the guy who played uh, Leon, who's like the French interloper yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And there's so many good actors in it, and it's so trashy. And Jamie required the soundtrack, and you're like watching it like this is just pure trash. But I can't look away. Actually, <laughs> similar to that, uh, the King Kong from Jack Black, I, right. I quite enjoy. Which, from what I've heard, people don't. But I do kind of find it quite fun. These probably mainly because it's got Jack Black in it. That's the thing. That but... these, these are films which aren't made for film students. No. They're films which are made to be fun yeah. and enjoy them. And it's like you got you got to just turn off at some point and go, no, yeah. this is fucking hilarious. I love it. You know, they've it's... got a giant pile of fish and they're feeding Godzilla. Yeah, I, I need don't need any more from this film. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, films I like from. I think it's why my most my favorite films aren't my most watched because yeah. I have to be in a certain mindset or a certain mood to watch my favorite films. Yeah, 
Whereas films like King Kong, I yeah. can just put it on and it's fine. I think, I think that's the thing, though. Like, that's why I always ask. It's like, yeah, I think the, your films most watched show more of your personality than yeah. your favorite films. You know, like, yeah. favorite film list, you, you can pick things which are technically detailed. Yeah. Because that's things you're passionate about and that's film you're interested in. But the films you most watch are the ones which had a connection with you. Yeah as a person as you grew up and have a connection with the people and it's like do you want to make a film which is most watched or someone's favourite film I think it's again similar to favourite film is also depending on what you want to be yeah. so if you want to be camera it might be something like that like Shinner's List or Raging Ball but it's known yeah. for what it looks like or yeah. if it's sound it might be like uh, what's a good film oh there's a film I watched it at your uni recently with Keanu not Keanu Reeves John Tavola, he is a sound guy. I forgot what it's called. Oh, uh, I can't remember. But that's a film. Yeah. But has somewhat decent sound. Yeah. Chris, that's a sound guy. Yeah. Another dark film, actually. But. Do you feel like. Uh, <laughs> it's quite good. I mean, like, that's a question. Do you feel like within film study, mm-hmm. you there's a certain pressure to do dark subjects or to tackle serious issues rather than, like, make a comedy? I don't, I don't know if it's a pressure. What I think it is, especially with my generation, is either. People are going, I want to make a mental health film because it's a big thing right now, especially okay. with younger people. Or if it's because people go, right, I want to make a film. They go, they Google, I've done this before, or YouTube, how to make a film interesting. First thing that comes up is like drama or conflict. So if like, how to make drama? Yeah. Someone's died or yeah. like someone's had an argument. Someone's like, it's that. And they yeah. go, right, this is a thing and I'm going to roll with it. I think you get a level as well of, um, because obviously you're all, coming out of college yeah. there's like I need to prove I'm an adult yeah. so I'm going to tackle adult subjects yeah. rather than going I could make a video about dream I think <laughs> I think, the, I, think the thing dream. That, I think the thing that everyone forgets as well at uni which I'm glad the screenwriter we have is telling us to do okay. is everyone because when, when when we've written scripts we've had done it twice now it's like write a, a five minute or five page script no, four-page screenplay, no dialogue. Yeah. And then a six-page screenplay with dialogue. Yeah. We have to make the films in the second semester when we go back. Mm-hmm. He's always told us, because I had friends that like, I want to make a gangster film. I want to write um, this film. I want to yeah. write... I've had friends that have tried to make films. It's been like, I want to make this massive thriller. Like, Because I my original plan for college was to make a horror film where a guy kind of like... Science of the Lambs, where he guy makes a suit out of flesh, but different. As in, he makes an actual, like, kind of like Frankenstein, where okay. he uses people with body parts and stuff. And I was like, I can buy props for that on Etsy, weirdly. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I'm not in the place yet where I can make it. And it's like everyone at uni is being told, write a script that you can go out and film now. Yes. Right. Don't write something you yeah. can't make. <laughs> the best way to the best way to write a script or to have like a successful project yeah. is make a list of everything you have and then shoot within that list. Yeah. Like if it's like one, because essentially I think it's um, Rodriguez did that for, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it's like, cool, I've got a banjo and a tortoise. Yeah. That's going to be the story. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, that's going to be the entire capitulation because I don't have to think about anything else and it makes everything so much easier to kind yeah. of run down that line. It's like my first, my first script was, um, it was that right, four page screenplay, no dialogue. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll have it be one character. Cause I didn't want to have it where it's like he just doesn't speak or like he can't speak or he's been cursed. So I was like, I want a situation in real life where he just won't speak. So I was like, okay. Originally, it was going to be 
Um, he has a phone, he's got headphones in, so he's ignoring people so he doesn't speak. Yeah. And then he works at an office and then he, like, he wants this life of like freedom and whatever and then yeah. he phone dies so he's stuck so he's like oh the thing I use as an escape it doesn't work anymore and then he has to uh, go outside and kind of like try and find a solution to fix his phone but then by doing that he finds like this massive open park and he's free or whatever I then changed that to a because it came like oh you've got like most uni students you've got a week left to hand it in and you haven't done anything <laughs> so I was like okay I can write a script in a week sure yeah. And it was, so I was like, in an afternoon. It yeah. just might not be very good. So I was like, all right, <laughs> what do I do? I thought, I got it. I write a script about a guy who's trying to come up with a film idea, oh, no. but can't. But, <laughs> but I was like, I don't want to do that. So I, I, I did a thing where I was like, right, okay, it's going to stick with the phone. So yeah. it's this guy in a room who's locked in a room. So it's, it's like a, a square room, all white, nothing on it. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to come up with a film idea and he can't. And he can't leave the room and then the door's locked, he can't get out of it. Yeah. And then the whole point of the film is eventually like, because um, I didn't go to Frequency this year, mm-hmm. the festival, yeah. but I saw a picture of one of the exhibits, which was a white box but I think had a VR headset in it or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you basically, you put your head in the box. Yeah. So it's like a box of your body coming out of it and yeah. you watch this thing. I was like, that would look good if it was in a film and basically it was always people with boxes on their head. Yeah. And the guy, uh, teacher was like, you need a theme for your film. There's got to be like a theme for your film. Yeah. And I was like, well, what if a film is just a guy who's trying to think out of a box, hence why he's got a box in his head. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like a visual metaphor. And I was like, okay, I'll just write a film about that where he's in his own head, he's in the box, which is the room he's in, yeah. and then eventually when he thinks outside the box, he takes the box off, and then he's in the actual world where people are wearing boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second film was, again, like, you need dialogue, you have to make it. And this is kind of, again, like you mentioned, I was like, okay, what do I do? Mm-hmm. I've got really bad with film ideas. As much as I wanted, as much as I like screenwriting, I'm terrible at coming up with ideas. Right, okay, yeah. Um, but I was like, okay, what about a guy that doesn't like what he looks like and then wakes up one day and he looks like what he looks like. So he looks like what he wants to look like. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, I can do that, just get two actors. Yeah. But I was like, but what's what, what happens? Because yeah. it can't just be a film by a guy who's changed his body. Yeah. And then I was like, well, what would happen if a guy woke up one day and was someone else? Like in real life. So I was like, okay, so he goes about his life, does normal stuff. And then, so I was like, what if one of my friends just like became this other guy, looked completely different, lived in the same house, because yeah. he was the same person, but looked different. And I was like, well, we wouldn't know that that's him. Yeah. He wouldn't be able to tell us that's him, because he looks different. Yeah. He can't go to the same job. He has to find like a new friendship group and everything. So I was like, the whole film is a guy who changes what he looks like and then like gets a new set of friends and then turns out his other friends think he's gone missing right so he's like he's, he's run away or something yeah and then he's left to watch his old friends like completely like mental health goes awful yeah self-harm one goes one tries to find him and now he's missing because he's looking for someone who's right in front of him um, and that's the whole film like he gets turned because this what started out as a guy in a dream who's like, I can I can turn you into that. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. um, the dialogues, uh, his between him, his friends, and 
I think I called him like mystery character. I didn't give him a name. No, because yeah, I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like man. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. yeah. Um, who eventually became this weird. It was supposed to be kind of like the devil, where like you stole your soul and he gives yeah. you what you want, and it turns out bad. Yeah. He ended up being this weird Cockney devil. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he spoke with like a weird cotton accent because I thought it was funny and I rolled yeah. with it um, and then the whole film was just like yeah. he finds him he becomes like it's a generic oh I'm, I'm like too skinny or I'm, yeah. I'm so he becomes like an athletic looking guy and he plays football with someone else and then like uh, he takes him back to the park from the start of the film mm-hmm. and so I was like I saw this thing off YouTube randomest place I was watching someone interview some cosplayers and I'm like Reads are how I make my fake scars. You get this liquid, you put it on your arm, and it tightens your skin. Yeah. So it makes your skin look like a scar. Yeah. And I was like, I could use that for a film. So I was like, this girl now has self-harm scars. because It doesn't say that in a script. It's like, you see scars on her arm. Yeah. And then he's... Because I originally had it, where he then got changed back to his old self. And he's like, he went to a event that was set up to try and raise money for a charity. And he's like, I'm not missing now, I'm back. But I was like... Nah, let's not do that. Let's just have him stare at his friend who's just like mentally screwed and he yeah. just has to look at her. <laughs> That's it. Situation. And it's like, what's the theme? Just like, accept what you look like, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's good. I think it's <laughs> essentially it's a very dark way of showing it, but. Well, no, I think this is the thing. Like, I think when a lot of people like start film mm. and start going with that, is like, you get things like, oh, it's, it's, it's really dark. And it's like, well, no, there's a lot of films which are a lo- way, way darker out mm. there. What you're doing is you, it's just the first time you've had the opportunity to do anything along these lines. Um, but like, think so, like, obviously thinking of like your future yeah. years and whatnot yeah. and looking back at what your past is, what would you give advice to someone who's in college? Uh, I think the best the best thing with college which is now what I'm trying to do with uni but you can do it in college if you can do it in college it's even better because you've got more time when you're at college and uni and I guess in a way if you're a freelancer or you're doing it independently after uni Mm -hmm. that's probably the only time where you're going to be able to make unless you make it make whatever you want because like if you're hired you can't do what you want because someone's telling you how to make it college and uni is your time to be like I like this I want to try and make this plus if you're a college and uni student and you make something and it flops or like you try to make something abstract and it just looks like you put yeah. things together it's fine because you're a student yes. everyone knows you're learning yeah. yeah it's the whole point of being a student like you're not perfect that's why you're there take those risks while yeah. you have the opportunity to. because like if you don't you'll just kind of I don't want to say become generic. That sounds bad. But you, you won't have a style. Yeah. Or uh, you won't have as defined a style if as if you tried it out. Yeah. Like, if you like weird horror, like 80s horror, like Monsters, Aliens, just make a film about that. Even if it looks bad yeah. and it has bad, like, practical effects, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. <laughs> just make the thing. You're in and you can do whatever you want. Yeah. 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 Especially, especially with uni. Because, yeah. like, at the end of the third year... They pretty much go, yep. again, you can make what you want, yep. but like you have more equipment. And that's the stage where I'm like, I want to make something as. I always want to like push it. Yep. Like with learning After Effects in two months, it's like, I don't want to just make a video where I'm filming someone playing an instrument for like four minutes. Yeah. So, especially if you're, again, at college or uni, you can get away with it yep. if you push something that doesn't work. Plus, I don't know if it's just me or not, because I, I learn better practically. Yeah, Ben yeah. textbook. Yeah, 
um, I learn by doing it then. Like, I find it really hard to read a book and learn stuff. But if I went out and did it, I'd learn better. Yeah. So it's like if I did something and it went wrong, I would prefer that than if I did something and it went right. Because yeah. even though my like final college project like flops and I had to show it in front of all the parents yep. and it was awful and yep. I hate it, I've still got it, I've kept it. Yep. Um, that is one of the best things I've made because I learned more from that than I did from like anything else for this yeah. before. You're there for the experience and uh, yeah. to build on that. I think, I mean, in terms of when I think of going back and like projects I've seen, because mm. I've, I've seen so much work, I tend to go to like the end of year shows for the uni just to see what's kind of been pushed out and all that kind of stuff. Because yeah. even though I, I essentially stepped away from film, I made a conscious decision at one mm. point. I was like, I'm not going to do film anymore. At most, I'll write yeah. for it and I'll just carry on doing all my other stuff. Um, but in terms of like advice, I think being brave of it yeah. is the is the way forward. Yeah, you know, do what everything. But there's like a few things which you can do, which you see so often, mistake wise. Yeah, it's like one, like yourself. Start with something simple. Yeah, and then expand that simple. Don't go in thinking I'm going to make a thriller about espionage and it's going to be this, this, and this, and then because you'll end up with like 50 million loopholes, you'll yeah. never be able to shoot it all. Whereas if you go, you know what? What if this guy has a hat? How does that affect the world around him? That'll be a much more sincere film. And then find older actors. Yeah. Because that's like, that's a huge one. I that ended is. up in like 20 films in uni because everyone's like, I need an actor. Can you come and do something? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm available. But we all look like we're 19. And, and if you go out and find someone who's like 40, it yeah. instantly like elevates your film. So you can kind of, you can have that different aspect. And they're usually better actors as well. Oh, yeah. Like, and, you know, drama students can only do so much. I, th- <laughs> I think the other thing is as well, advice wise, especially with uni. Um, I don't know why it is. I think it's because whenever I think I'm brought up different wise with other people. I spent most of my life with adults. With like, like I mentioned before, I did martial arts. A lot of people there were like 20, 30 years old. Um, Most times in school, I was like with, I spoke to teachers a lot and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. maybe it's because of that. But the thing with uni and college, you're in a place where the people teaching you I've been doing it for like years and they're experienced and they've got like they've won awards they've been in film festivals they've done stuff yeah there's nothing wrong with making a film or being stuck and then asking them for help yeah because I feel like a lot of people go oh like oh I'm in uni I'll make a film and it's like well why don't you ask this person and be like no I'll just do it myself or like the lecturers who go oh I hate that lecture I said well why and it's like just don't like it and it's like well you need what they're saying they yeah. know what they're saying they've, yeah. they've done it and even it's, if you don't utilise it right away yeah. what they're saying is important for you yeah. it's like some people are like I just don't like this I don't, oh, I don't need that but yeah. it's like well, you do that's why I'm teaching you it yeah. but if you're making a script go ask the script writer for help because he's done it before he's had experience they're there to help you it's the whole point they're resources yeah. you use them you're paying for them yeah <laughs> because like it's kind of like you're literally you're a student yeah. You're there to learn, yes. and you, but you only have like two years or three years to yeah. be with them, to get their knowledge until you're in your own world. Yeah. And once you're like you're in the industry, you then can't really go ask them for help anymore because yeah. you're on your own. You You've had that three years. Know what you're doing by that yeah. Point. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, but even sometimes some teachers like Nathan would they'll do something else, they'll leave, they won't be there. Yeah. And it's like once they're gone, that's pretty much it. Like you only have a certain amount of time to ask for help 
or to get advice. Yeah. So like, do it. I think that's a good point to round this out on. Yeah. yeah. So they're above you, yeah. but still going to help you. Be brave and yeah. ask for help. <laughs> and if you can't do it in person, do what I do. So send them an email. Oh, don't be so egoed <laughs> to go, oh, I know exactly what it is. It's like, no, no, you don't. You're learning. So what I always yeah. do. I'm like, here's an email of my script. Can you help me, please? Thank you. That's, that's the beautiful way to I do can't it. do it in person. Like, here's an email. It's a PDF. Either way. Thanks. Well, thank you for coming, Gary. Yeah, it's fine. And chatting about film for mm. an hour or so. And I'm sure, I mean, if you got any like. Show, I was 16. I was 16, there you go. Um, <laughs> sure, if you got anything like coming up, like show wise, we'll come see it and see what it is. Cool. But yeah. Awesome. That's good advice to end on. We shall talk to you guys later. Was that a button knife press? My god, we're a stuff. Yeah,